Hi everyone and welcome back to our podcasting series, Care to Listen. In this, our fifth series, we will be exploring diversity, inclusion and identity. Raymart, uh, they're both foster carers from the West Country, and they're here to talk about their identity as people who foster carers who belong to the LGBTQ plus community. Welcome, guys. Nice to have you. Thank you. Thank you. So, are you originally from Swindon? I am. I'm Swindon, born and bred. Yes, same as me. Apparently, strong in the arm and thick in the head. That's, that's, that's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, uh, how do you identify what you do? So as a foster carer in Swindon, um, I've been fostering for nine years now and um, I think it's great to be able to do these kind of things like be part of the LGBTQ um, domain where we get to get the word out, get the word out and make sure that people know that they can foster um, when they don't feel that they can. Yeah, okay, yeah. So um, yeah, I think that for us, it's kind of, when we were looking to kind of go into fostering, it was more about the fact that we felt that we wanted to kind of like do that support. Yeah. How our a family, and obviously we we have one child, um, but I think coming from the background of teaching, it was it was kind of I can concentrate on making it work for one. Yes. And maybe you know helping out that lot that longevity of the journey and seeing it all the way through to the end. Yeah, putting you all into it definitely. Yeah. yeah. So when did you realise that you were gay? So my usual story is, I guess I always knew, yeah. but I just didn't acknowledge it until I got into my 30s. Yeah. And um, one barbecue afternoon led to a conversation with a friend that basically just said, I always thought you were, and if you are, that's okay. And it just, that was enough for me. Somebody yeah. acknowledged it and said it was okay. And that was it, decision made, then and then. So you started your... For gay life. I did. 30. Yes. Yeah. 31 I was actually. Yeah. I think it's kind of similar for my husband, John. Um, he, obviously you know John, but he, um, he was in his early 30s. He yes. was about 34. Um, but my story was completely different. I, I kind of, I knew, um, you know, I was the, the boy that was trying to steal my next door neighbour's pram and we were having fights and I was wearing <laughs> the mum's shoes and I was like, yeah, I was, I was loving it. I think, obviously, although I kind of knew, I felt quite safe in the closet, so I stayed there for quite a while. Yeah. Um, it was about 19, 18, and um, I had a relationship with a girl called <laughs> Lisa, and she was really butch. And um, my mum was kind of like, she looks really manly, Raymond. <laughs> and I was like, ah. And um, so then, yeah, she, she came back after a break and said that, this isn't working for her, she's a lesbian. Um, and I kind of grabbed hold of that opportunity and went, and I'm gay too! So yeah, <laughs> so we came out together. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess that's different, isn't it? Because um, obviously I foster with my wife, Sally, um, and Sally is older than I am, um, so that she's grown up in a different era, she's grown up in a different age where you didn't come out, you weren't able to come out, or you hid it, and it's just different for her. But I think where I've only come out in the last decade it just it's different it's, it's just like a, two completely different um 
areas that it's felt very different for her than what it does for me but it means that it, we work well together because we've got both sides of it so where i've seen no barriers i've got come across no discrimination mm -hmm. sally has seen all of that yeah so it means that we've kind of got both sides of the coin yeah and um, probably similar to you and john yeah i think john's experience has been quite easy in some ways in the sense that being older he had to come to terms with it himself and yeah. everybody else around him has kind of just gone oh yeah that's fine yes um i think that you know, even though it was the late 90s um, when I came out, I've, you know, going through school, there was a lot of bullying, um, you know, in, and, and in some ways it was quite traumatic. And I think that's why I didn't probably didn't come out until I had left school. Yeah. Because I didn't really feel comfortable to do so. But, um, and yeah, so I think my mo I was most worried as well about the fact that I might lose my family it's that whole kind of fear yeah. of if I come Rejection, out then they, yeah they're going to reject me they're not yeah. going to want me um and those sorts of things and so I think that probably that kind of stopped me but I had a really positive experience when I told about my mum yeah um she said she would always always known she knew <laughs> since I was three years old so you always do yeah <laughs> and she was like how would I not know <laughs> it was like okay yeah good point <laughs> so yeah and I suppose that goes the same for um people that want to foster as well when we always talk about um, any social media we do and people think that barrier is there people think that they cannot foster as a gay couple and it's mm. just trying to get the word out that when we decided to look at it I didn't even consider the fact that we wouldn't be able to no it was just we got married we wanted to start a family we decided we could help children yeah um that, that needed it and we just put our details into a website and away we went it didn't even cross my mind because I think I've come up in this era that I am, mm -hmm. that it was just okay to do it. And, and that was it. The ball just started rolling and boom bash, we were foster carers. Yeah, and I think even though my experience in some ways has been different to yours, I still felt the same way as you in the sense that, um, you know, I I knew that we wouldn't have any problems because of our sexuality. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was quite an easy process and I've always felt quite secure, really. And, you know, and we do, Is I think... For me, it wasn't necessarily about, my concern wasn't necessarily about the the foster care agency or those types of things. Um, it was more about how the child would feel yeah. about being in a family um, with two parents of the same sex. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've got quite a masculine boy who's, massively into football yeah. you know and myself and John that's like so far away from what we're into you know it's um heels and some um heels and a wig is where where we're at yeah um and but you know we just coexist together and we we appreciate his um his likes he appreciates ours and I think that you know he seems like a much more rounded person now um and he has a laugh and a joke as a result of the fact that we are, he is with myself and John. Yeah. Um, whereas I know that when he first came to us, his views were very different. And I think that he's grown as a person, as an individual. Absolutely, yeah. From having that experience yeah. of living with us. And actually on the on the plus side, our, our first placement as foster carers was a teenage girl that said she didn't want to live with any men. She'd had a really bad experience and her view was she didn't want to live with men. So we were picked purposely because of our sexuality, because that was the kind of household she wanted to mm, go into. Yeah. And she needed two carers. So going with a single female carer wasn't really an option at that point. 
So our fostering journey started with we were the right match for a, a particular child that wanted to be with us. And then since then, um, even the younger children that have come in, they don't they don't even question us. They don't even no. ask. They just accept it. And yeah. and it's just normal, isn't it? So yeah. they've been taught at school that there's lots of different types of families. Yeah. Um, you know, there's lots of different makeups and things. And it's just it's just how it is. Yeah, and I think even from like a teaching background, like you say, in, in that sense, is that you know when children find out that I'm gay because I'm I'm an open um, as a as when I do primary teaching, I'm I'm open about my sexuality. They initially go, "What really?" And I go, "Yeah," and that's it. It's job done. Yes, everything's fine now. Yeah. Um, you know, we just carry on. And like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think you know things have changed massively. Yeah. Um. You know, we've 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 as a society. We've grown, we've matured. Yep, we have. Um, and I Usually. think, you know, that in a sense, for me, is why I probably felt quite secure in coming into foster, uh, into foster and I felt like there probably wouldn't be any issues. I, I no. wasn't concerned. And I do, I do think the word's getting out there. I do think it's more accepting now. So, you know, as going forward in the future, hopefully more and more people will be able to openly come out when they feel they can and will know that they can go on to have families in any way shape form that they want to have yeah and i've never experienced any discrimination um by yeah, anybody nice. you know that's you know never been an issue for us no in fact quite the opposite we get picked to do lots of nice things like yeah. this and we get to do social media and yeah. we've had photos taken and you know because they want our, our names out there they want our details out there that people know it is okay yeah and um, to come on board and do what we do mm. yeah yeah so um i think that you know from the experience of having him living with us, he's become probably less discriminatory against many different areas of his life. Um, you know, he's had other areas as well from his experiences that he struggled with. And I think that, you know, even those, his attitude to those different things have changed. And I think, you know, it's just a, a good example, really, of the fact that we aren't just one set margin of a person you know we're on this neurodiverse pro profile as such where you know we're kind of on a scale and you know for myself being dyslexic and you know and, and that being a, um, a barrier for me for learning and, and things where I struggle I think that you know it's just an example an example of how we fit into many different categories definitely yeah and actually you're right because all of the children that have lived with us you know, I would say they're much more understanding of um, different groups and disabilities and mm. race and things. It just, it means we're very much the, everybody's unique, everybody's different and, yeah. you know, that's okay. And yeah. they just accept that as a whole, that everybody's different and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, guys, that was really lovely, very easy and fluid. And you can tell that you you are good friends. Do your do your families um, hang out together sometimes? We yeah. do, yes, yeah. Yeah, really nice. Well, listen, it was lovely hearing from you both. Thanks a million for joining us. Thank you. Um, and I hope that I will catch you soon. All right, so you've been listening to the Five Rivers Childcare Family podcast series care to listen for any more information please contact us on participation at five-rivers.org thanks for listening original soundtrack proud to be me written produced and recorded by the five rivers 
young creators.